Okay, Goodbye. mascot, be safe. Love you. Bye bye. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. I'm uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> you want to do that? Okay. Bye that again. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. Bye then. Okay. Ready? Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Is that so hard for you to do? Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit us up on social media at Symbol The Watchlist Pod and catch up on all of our back episodes at thewatchlistpod.com. Hey. Hey. It's so sad. I feel as though I watched more this week than I'm going to talk about, but I keep forgetting it. Although there is something I have to to talk about with you, and we'll get into that in mm. in just a second. Okay. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of things I watched this week, and then thanks to David, shout out David. No. Uh, I've got a tidbit of news or two. News. So, uh, the masked dancer, the masked singer, and so what? What's the other one? A dance Crab. of dragons, whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> when does all of when does Mass Singer Five start again? I wanna say March something. <laughs> okay. I didn't make a note of it. I should have, but I didn't. Um hang on. Mass Singer. Yeah. And the only reason I ask is because I was watching, you know, like Laura and I catch up on 911 and 911 Lone Star because those mm-hmm. were our nice, easy shows to watch. Mm-hmm. And and when you do it on demand, there are nothing but promo. Like it's mostly yeah. promos for, for other Fox shows. And it's yeah. always Mass Singer. So you think you can, or whatever. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. Get off it, my screen. Season five of The Masked Singer premieres on Fox on March 10th. And then there's what? what's your talent? Guess my talent. I don't give a fuck I about speak. those shows because they suck. And then I only the want to watch dancer. The Masked Singer. I don't give a fuck about the rest of those. Those can go suck it. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what Patty thinks of that. Well, okay. <laughs> Moving on. So... We just stayed, uh, well, uh, independent of Laura, I have been doing another rewatch of Parks and Recreation. Okay. Uh, just because it's such a fun show and it's done so very well. So I've been catching up on that. Nice. And, and of course, we watched the new WandaVision, episode yes. seven. Holy shit. Yeah, but I, I've got to stop watching all of the... the uh, those little videos that other people make on online, like five minutes after the episode has finished airing that break down every single thin and thing in fan theories. Yeah. Cause I, okay. <laughs> spoiler five, four, three, two, one, because I knew Agatha Harkness was behind everything. And if you, if you pay attention to the clues that have been bandied about, uh, and then what I've been into, you know, trained to look for through all of these little videos that pop up. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was just waiting for that. On the other hand, 
I am so interested to see where this goes because I almost feel like Scarlet Witch could go either way, good or bad. And that's what's intriguing. Yes, exactly. That, that's, in, that's intriguing as fuck right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I don't want her to go bad. She's just, she's missing her man. Well, and, yeah. You know, but there are only two episodes left now. Ah! And just when it gets good, okay, here are the credits. But yeah, this I was know. the this was the first one with a post credit sequence too. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, because I watched I, it. I watched the post credits thing, and I had been sitting through the rest. And then when this post credits played, I'm like, did I miss the post credits on the others? I swear, I watched it all the way until it like ended and went back to the home screen of Disney Plus. Yeah. So when, I, I was when, very worried I missed something. When you get to the screen that tells you the name of the German dude who plays Vision in the voiceover, you know that there is no more episode after that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but Marvel has trained us all so very well to watch through the credits. Yeah, they have. And I was watching... I, I always I never turn it off. Mm-hmm. I never turn it off, even when it says, "Hey, by the way, you can watch Avengers: Age of Ultron now if you so choose." And I always go, "Nah, let me watch the credits." <laughs> and I'm glad I did this time. Good. So, yeah, me too. I'm ta- glad I sat through it all. Ta- it's mm-hmm. so it's it's so good. But anyway, why don't you kick us off today with uh, what you've watched? All right. So I have watched. Uh, on HBO, they've got Judas and the Black Messiah, which is also was released at theaters for those who have theaters that are open. Uh, and, I so want to see this. Yeah, this is the story of William O'Neill, uh, who is played by Lakeith Stanfield, who was in Selma and Get Out. Um, he is an FBI informant who is sort of he's forced to infiltrate the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers. And this leads to the betrayal of Fred Hampton, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya, who is also of Get Out fame. And all the stuff that goes down with Fred Hampton, uh, with you know, based on this guy uh, informing to the FBI on what they're doing and stuff. It's true story, so I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's a true story and everybody may or may not already know this stuff. And yeah, how, oh man, it's just killer. The fucking yeah. bullshit. Killer yeah. watching that. Oh, and everybody who's in it is really amazing from uh, the FBI officer who William O'Neill is reporting to, Jesse Plemons. And he's been in stuff. Uh, Jesse Plemons has. Okay. I have been dying to see this, but. We just haven't been in the right mood to see it because, this, yeah, you know, yeah, you definitely have to be in the right mood for this. Definitely. And we might catch it tomorrow being Sunday because we're recording this show on a Saturday, but we might catch it tomorrow uh, afternoon, okay. but it's definitely on my watch list. No pun intended. Huh? <laughs> but what I love, what I absolutely love, though is that HBO Max is kicking it into gear now. They sure as shit are, yeah. Because Judas and the Black Messiah, and then next week is Tom and Jerry. Soon after that is Mortal Kombat. And then then 
the Snyder Cut of Justice League. What? Oh, so much coming up. Yeah. Damn. I'll tell you what, HBO Max is slowly turning into the streaming service to invest in. I'll but tell what you, you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I had to say that. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> but so overall, your impression of Judas and the Black Messiah. It was really, really good. And I learned things I didn't know, like the founding of the um, Rainbow Coalition and you know, like what that was made of and all the stuff that Fred Hampton, who is fucking 21 years old, which the guy playing him is in his 30s. So I had no clue that this was he was a kid. And all the mm -hmm. stuff he did and how he worked for things and how the fucking FBI is terrified of a 21-year-old kid, essentially, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the hood. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. And isn't he, J. Edgar uh, Hoover played by Martin Sheen? Yes. J. Edgar Hoover is played by Martin Sheen. And Martin Sheen, he is, he is so well made up with the makeup. I mean, it was his voice that I caught first. Like... Martin Sheen. Yeah, I see that now. And Ho Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. J. Yeah. Edgar Hoover is a total fucking dickhead. Yes. yes Racist he was. piece of trash. Yep. And, oh, man. And the Chicago police were a bunch of dick faces, too, through this whole thing. <laughs> like, all of law oh, enforcement yeah. through this whole thing are a bunch of assholes. You're. Uh, Fucking yes. hell. And it yeah. really makes me wonder what uh, uh, Fred Hampton could have done if they just didn't let him live. Just let him live and let him. I mean, what are, what were they fucking? Well, racism makes you afraid of dumb shit. So, yeah, racism just, makes you afraid of dumb shit. Yeah, that is the quote. Of the, you know what? <laughs> Amen to that. Racism <laughs> makes you afraid of dumb shit. Yeah. Could Ugh. not agree more. The girl who played Fred Hampton's girlfriend, uh, Dominique Fishback, she is fucking amazing, by the way, is she? in this role. Holy shit. Yes, she is amazing. Well, that sounds awesome. I can't wait yeah, to watch it's, it. It's really good. You really should watch it. It's amazing. Everybody who's in it, all the actors are fucking brilliant. And if this doesn't win some kind of an award, I'm going to be fucking pissed as hell. Well, uh, right because yeah. it, it seems that it, it is of caliber enough that it should be, but always, 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 and it doesn't matter if it's a theatrical release or what, but when you're released early in the year, you get forgotten about later mm -hmm. on yeah. when it's time for nominations. Mm -hmm. So thank goodness it's, well, even though it's going to be streaming on HBO Max um, what is it, 26 days or 28 days? Something like that. Yeah. From the time of its release. And then it goes into its rental pattern and all that other sort of shit, blah, blah, blah. Definitely catch movies like that. And if you have HBO Max, fucking watch it. It's your Damn it's straight. theater at home. Theater yeah. at home. And there it's there's nothing wrong with it. You're not missing a damn thing. So speaking of of awesome and awesome performances, though, we watched season one of The Sinner on Netflix. Ooh. It is an anthology series. It currently has three seasons on Netflix. And it stars Bill Pullman. And season one also features Jessica Biel. Yes, I've seen this. Oh, 
my God, is it good? Yeah. And and I found out, too, doing research for our podcast, I'm so glad she got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by a Lead Actress. Yeah. Because she, she does a really, 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 really good job. So Bill Pullman stars as a police detective who investigates crimes committed by like people who shouldn't be committing crimes. So very unlikely culprits, but wants to uncover the the motivation of the culprit. Mm -hmm. And it's an anthology series, like I said, but Bill Pullman is the only character to appear in all the seasons of The Sinner. So it's a different story each season, Mm -hmm. but... It is amazing, and I liked it way, and Laura and I were talking about this too, liked it way better than Defending Jacob, which is a similar type of, did they do it? Didn't they do it kind of series? Doesn't Jessica Biel produce, isn't she a producer on this? She is. Oh, okay. Yes, she is, and rightly so, because she she gives a bare-ass performance in this, and I have newfound respect for her as an actor. Okay. And I am I am so glad we watched it. It's bloody. Yes. Uh, I recall it, that. It, it's bloody. It's creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I think that the story is woven so well that there's hardly a step that's made, except for one or two. There's hardly a step that's made that doesn't seem logical that you can see how they get there. You see why things are happening the way that they are. And at the very least, you're rooting for Jessica Beale's character, even though, and I am not giving anything away, not at all, mm-hmm. even though she blatantly commits a murder. You see it. Other people see it. And so Bill Pullman's job is to figure out why. Otherwise, this woman's going away for life. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. It's on Netflix, and you should absolutely check it out. And have you only seen the first season? I have only seen the first season so far, but definitely we're going to dive into seasons two and three. Cool. Did All you right. see two and three? I saw parts of two, and Dwight started up three, but I think it he keeps saying it's a slow burn and he got bored and turned it off, which is fine with me. I, you know, whatever I can watch it later. This reminded me of season one, the good season of true detective on HBO. Uh, I didn't actually watch that. Oh, the first season with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey is fucking Mm -hmm. awesome television. Okay. Oh my God. Reminded me of that so much. And it also had, like some DNA of broad church as well. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll give it a very that similar that. feel. Just wonderful. Wicked good. Hmm. Okay. The next thing I have is on Hulu. It's a documentary from 2017 called the China hustle. This is about the systematic decades long securities fraud by Chinese companies that are listed on the U S stock market. They're talking to some activists and shareholders that, and due diligence professionals who 
They talked to activist shareholders and due diligence professionals who discovered this fraud, including fabricated accounting, brazen misrepresentations, and then the governments of both the U.S. and China who really literally do absolutely nothing. In China, it's not a crime to commit fraud in other countries. So these businesses have no repercussions because the U.S. isn't going to go after them for because they just don't care. People are getting rich off of it. And the Chinese companies list on the stock exchanges and they just skyrocket in value. And then these due diligence firms go to China and find out it's like an empty warehouse with one guy. Wow. It's not even a real company. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's all just a scheme to make some quick money. Yeah. And there's a, a few people that they've been shorting on these and making ass loads of money. And the one guy mm. is like, dude, look at what's happening. Look at this. Do something. And Congress doesn't give a fuck. Well, welcome to the world of politics with China. Yeah, and you know this is from 2017, so of course they show some new. Uh, at the end, they talk about this new company from China that came onto the stock market, and Trump was, of course, you know, saying, "What my bust buddy friend," you know. <sighs> so this is really good if you want to learn more about this kind of thing and how everybody's crooked and they're all a bunch of dicks. The China Hustle. On Hulu. Okay. The next thing I watched was a mini series, a docu series, also on Netflix called Crime Scene The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I saw some of that, yes. Oh, man. So that's from this year, 2021. And it follows a very spooky hotel yeah. in in LA called the the Ciso Hotel and it is a massive 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 building which in the 40s was the shit but is now part of Los Angeles's Skid Row which I did not know was 56 blocks I didn't know it was that long either holy shit see I and Please believe me, I, I know that in certain parts of my life, I know how privileged we are. Mm -hmm. I did not, I thought Skid Row was maybe a couple of blocks here and there, you know, like a very small section, but 56 blocks yeah. of Skid Row. Well, anyway, the CISO Hotel is in the middle of this. And uh, in one year, in 2013, I want to say it is, a woman by the name of Elisa Lamb, a Canadian, disappeared while staying at the Cecil Hotel. And this entire miniseries covers her disappearance as well as the theories of what happened to her set against the backdrop of this hotel where drug deals are going on, murders are going on, just crime is going on left and right. And they interview this one woman who was the manager of the hotel and and she tries so hard to put lipstick on a pig. She really <laughs> does. By saying, you know, I'm trying to run this hotel right. And she's running a murder palace. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. 
I am not going to spoil any of it for you because it is truly a journey from her disappearing to you you eventually find out what happened to her mm-hmm. through forensics and fact and 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 all of that but you realize lives are destroyed by this by this crime but you realize how much youtube comes into play with crime solving and so forth and so on and at the center of all of this it deals with mental illness as well well and youtube and the conspiracy theorists and how that oh. can really fuck shit up too. Well, and oh, and just get into yes. it. Yes. It it helps because there are there are things that they can uncover and I and I and I I make fun of the fact that people dissect things like WandaVision ad nauseum by pausing every single frame to mm-hmm. check shit out. Well, crime solvers on YouTube do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And in and in one hand they help the police but when you latch on to a theory and you believe that theory, it doesn't matter if it is true or not. And it is that which causes true harm. Yes. That's what watch, I was getting at. Yeah. Watch true crime or crime scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. It's infinitely fascinating, creepy, but not too creepy. Mm-hmm. And you will get an education in in quite a bit. The footage of her in the elevator reminded me of goedam one of the little shorts in that yes. korean show yes. with the elevator yes i'm i was yeah. waiting for somebody to talk about that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> because it was an intro i looked it up like all those pieces from goedam and where they come mm-hmm. from it's all urban legends throughout korea from in the centuries that elevator one was a more recent internet based one and that's that's where that came from, mm. which yeah, but creepy as hell. It did re- it yeah. did remind me of that too, mm-hmm. and just how conspiracy theories can run riot. Yeah, oh gosh, over yeah. fact mm-hmm. and and Twitter and so forth, and it's 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 amazing. It, even if I were to lay it all out for people. There's no way I could lay it out and do it justice. No, just watch no Crime Scene. Yeah, and, and that's on Netflix. My last one is on HBO, and it's called. It's brand new. It's a five-part miniseries called "It's a Sin." It was developed by Russell T. Davies of Doctor Who fame and other showrunner fame. I think he did mm-hmm. Queer as Folk as well. Uh, This is about the lives and loves of a group of friends in 1980s London during the rise of the AIDS epidemic. Mm. And it begins in in 1981, specifically, with the characters dealing with their homophobic families, creepy old bosses who are Creeper McCreepersons. And it has an appearance from Neil Patrick Harris in it. And Ali Alexander and Omari Douglas are also in it. It's all British actors. Um, and it, it's really good. I've only gotten to part three, and I haven't quite finished part three yet. But the parallels of the misinformation and the fear and like just outlandish fear of aids and how it spreads is very like 
What's going on right now with COVID-19 is very reminiscent of those early days of AIDS, even though AIDS was, they were calling it a, a gay disease while COVID, well, we started out saying only people in China had it and it couldn't mm-hmm. possibly come here. And there's, uh, in London, this group was talking about how AIDS is an American disease and it couldn't possibly come here. Mm-hmm. And apparently in in England, they were locking you up alone in the hospital where the nurses wouldn't even bring your food into the room. They would leave it outside the door and your sick ass, sick dying ass had to go open the door and get it. Like AIDS was that contagious? Apparently. Which it's not. Yeah. And, you know, when really? somebody would die, they put them in this big case with their masks on and they'd scrub the fuck out of the room and the mattress and shit. It was, uh, I'm watching this, like it, it, it looked barbaric the way they, the yeah. room that he was in the beds that they're on. I mean, it's from the eighties, but those beds look like they were from the thirties for fuck's sake. And I don't know well, if that's and- like, they're trying to be true to life of the look of the room or not. Cause I don't know what hospitals in London look like in the eighties, but fuck man, dude, dude well and just the misinformation that was out there as people were learning about AIDS. oh my god but this is so far this is really well done it's really good and uh, i'm you know russell t davies is a few years older than us so this is essentially him remembering exactly what went on as he was growing up and going through living through this wow okay yeah yeah so that is called It's a Sin. It's called It's a Sin. It's on HBO. Five-part miniseries, miniseries, five-part miniseries out now. Which proves, again, if you have HBO Max, you've got a hell of an app on your hands. Shit, yeah. Also, Shit, yeah. John Oliver's back. What? <laughs> <laughs> More I, for HBO. I, I loved, Yay. You know what? And I love John Oliver. I really do. The only thing I get mad at is that he, besides the fact that he makes complete and total sense. Oh my gosh. I love, I love shows that make complete and total sense. And I also love the fact that even though he must be reading off of some type of teleprompter, because I don't think there's a way he could memorize everything that he says, he does it in such a ranty, good way oh my God, you people have no common sense, so I'm going to give you common sense kind of way. I love him for that. I just wish more people would listen to him. Right? <laughs> uh, so any Uzi. All right. I got a little right. bit of news. News! So thanks to David. Again, shout out to David. Hey! Uh he sent me news that Donald Glover, the creator and star of Atlanta, who played young Lando Calrissian in Solo, a Star Wars story. And was in the series community with Joel and- McHale. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is Joel McHale doing? Things, stuffing uh, things. Well, he ain't doing his enough stuff and things like Donald Glover's doing because my man just signed an eight-figure deal with Amazon. He's remaking something with someone. Eight, well, that's specific, Patty. Well, I can't remember all the details, but I know you're going to tell us. 
right? No, I was just telling you that he signed an eight-figure deal. Oh, you don't know what he's remaking? Oh my god! No, and it and it and that part of that eight-figure deal includes his own content as well. Uh, don't sigh at me. What the hell's that sigh? So Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are coming together on screen for a remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is part of his Amazon partnership. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the, the movie with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Yes. Huh. Well, all right. Well, that would be hilarious. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover. I mean, that's got to be way better, way better. Well, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, and uh, shit, an eight-figure deal. I mean, back in the day, it used to be, oh, he inked a, 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 a five-figure deal, then a six-figure deal, then a seven-figure deal. Nope, eight figures. So he's making at least $10 million. For, so good for him. And then the other bit of news, if again, if you have HBO Max, you're going to make out like a bandit this year. The trailer dropped for Mortal Kombat. Oh, I still haven't watched that. And and Laura saw it and said, fuck, yeah, I'd go see that. I'm like, wow. Ooh. All right, cool. Hey. And it's R-rated. Not only is the movie probably Ooh. going to be R-rated, but the trailer is a, is a red band trailer. Because it's really violent. Yeah. But it's good, though. So check that out on YouTube or wherever. Yeah. You know what else and, I've discovered uh, here with Donald Glover and his Amazon? Yeah. Malia Obama has signed on to write an upcoming streaming series helmed by Donald Glover. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Ooh, a first daughter perspective. Yeah. So we've got her and Phoebe Waller-Bridge working with Donald Glover and Amazon and his big eight-figure deal, eight-figure deal. Eight-figure deal. Cool beans. Yeah. Well, anyway, do us a favor. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button or hit us up on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Tell us, are you excited to now have HBO Max? I know I am, and I'm getting far more excited as March comes because March is going to be one hell of a month on that channel or mm -hmm. on that streaming service. And uh, let us know what else you're watching, too, so that we can we can get hip to the stuffs. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I got this week. That's what I got, too. All right. Well, everybody, please, if, especially if you are in Texas right now, we are praying for you. And I, I wish that I could do more except send you wishes, but please be safe and be well down there. And that's all I got. We will catch everybody else next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.